BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today we're talking about pumping iron, so I had to call up my old friend, the Terminator himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, how happy are you to be doing this podcast right now? How satisfied do you feel? It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. Whoa, Arnold, okay, calm down, man, Jesus. Uh... So can you believe how much I am in heaven? Yeah, l- hey, listen, it's heaven for me too, okay? I just want to keep it kind of PG if we can for the intro. But anyways, you're a big fan of the podcast, right? I mean, you listen when you're at the gym, you listen... I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym, oh I'm God. getting the feeling of coming at home, I'm getting the feeling of coming okay. backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people, That's I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. All right. I mean, great. it's well, terrific, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It is terrific. I'm glad you're a listener and that the podcast makes you feel uh, the way that it makes you feel. And thank you for coming on. And I hope everybody at home uh, enjoys this episode. And I apologize for the crass nature of this uh, of this intro. Bad science. Did the Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh. And today we're talking about a classic Academy Award not nominated film called Pumping Iron. (laughs) You know, that new category, Academy Award not nominated. (laughs) Did you stutter on nominated or purposefully say not nominated? nominated? No, I don't think it was nominated for anything. I just wanted to pump up the movie. Uh, Pun intended. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's Pumping Iron uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger from 1977. And let me introduce uh, our guest, our, our outspoken guest number one. <laughs> you know her from the critically acclaimed Netflix show Glow and the fan acclaimed episode of this podcast, <laughs> Finding Nemo. Yeah. Uh, it's Jackie Tone. Hello. Oh, musician, comedian, writer, actress, Jackie Tone. It's me. Hello, everybody. How's it going, Jack? It's really good. It's really good. I was just, when you said from the Finding Nemo episode, I remember in the beginning of that, I was like, I love his derpy fin. Yes. And she said, oh, he'd be dead within five seconds of being born because a shark would eat him because he can't swim. And I was like, and we're off to the races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a fantastic ep. You played some uke in that ep, sure, which was great. Sure, in that and, uh, and yeah, we learned some very disturbing truths about- oh, uh, The sea. About the sea. <laughs> yeah, it seemed very cute and tear-worthy before that. And then it was- then you're worthy for other reasons. Yeah, yeah microplastics. Alrighty. Uh, hey, speaking about Pixar, uh, we have a, another previous guest who is back. He is the director of the Center for Exercise Medicine and Sports Sciences at the School of Biological Science at UC Irvine and the science advisor from Wally, who you will probably recall from the Wally episode of this podcast. It's Dr. James Hicks. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't know that whole beginning oh, part. Yeah, yeah, it's all true. You said he worked on Wally. I'm interrupting. Thanks. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Just yeah, a thanks. little thanks. How's it going, Glad James? to be back. Yeah. Hey, listen. Great it's to see you. It's been almost one year. It's almost been a year. It's our it's our anniversary almost. Right. Uh, since then, you've been to Italy. That's you've right. gotten into avocado toast, uh, apparently, which is great. I have very much so. Whole wheat avocado toast, we yes. should specify. 
because uh, you're all about health. Uh, try to be. You try to be. He's but, a I mean, man. I don't mean to like, you know, really sell you out three under the bus, but he did just seconds ago before we started say his wife needs to remind him to drink more water. That's so true. thank you for revealing that secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Listen, I as like I'm not that healthy person needed to feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah, if you want, just put him down throughout the entire Fantastic. show. Fantastic. I've got any chance chips in my bag that I brought here right. because I forgot to eat. I bet they're healthy chips. No. No, they're not. I forgot to eat and then saw these in the car from a long time ago, and that was my breakfast. So wow. drink more water, Jim. Wow. I'll try. Keep shaming Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but only, also putting down yourself. Only thing he does wrong you're eating <laughs> chips from your car <laughs> old chips from your car That's right. um okay so pumping iron i had seen this film previously jackie you had not is that correct i had not and when you i knew it was an arnold movie but i didn't realize it was a doc mm-hmm. and i thought it was just like some shitty old arnold like running around mm-hmm. and i was like i guess i'll watch this i mean that'll be fine yeah some motivation I'm, maybe perhaps i mean Nothing primes you for a weightlifting documentary like homoerotic softcore porn, guys. I couldn't. Uh, this was the gayest shit I have ever seen in my life. At one point in the movie, these two dudes are taking a shower and Arnold makes some muscle and has the other guy feel it a bunch. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's cool. Like, all of that stuff is great. Yeah. But some primal competition right there. Just gay. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to come from the other angle, but I hear what you're saying. It's kind of hard to avoid thinking about it in that in like a homoerotic way while you're watching. And the music too is like very oh, 70s porn music. Yeah, they're not shy about no. it. No, and I was watching with my best friend Colton, who's gay, uh-huh. and he just kept being like, "I can't," but like he was couldn't, for lack of a better term, erupting. He could not believe that he had never like he he couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. James, had you seen this film prior? I um, had seen it a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, probably back in the 80s. Okay, when you were yeah. just getting into bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> when I was probably a graduate student. Okay. And uh, had not seen it. So when you contacted me, I said, I'm going to have to watch that film. I had a hard time finding it. Okay, sorry it about that. On, it, was on, it was on iTunes. <laughs> oh, okay. I was able to get it off there and uh, watch it again. We should have sent you a link, so somebody fucked that up, yep. and sorry about that. He owes us both $4. <laughs> yep. Because I had to rent it, too. I will be Venmoing you uh, promptly. Um, <laughs> but uh, what do you think of the movie? Uh, I I thought it was interesting. I mean, having, I'd forgotten completely about it, so I couldn't have, could not have told you what it was about before, other than it was about weightlifting or bodybuilding. But right. uh, I thought it was interesting from the perspective of now what I know in terms of the you know physiology and exercise physiology how much uh, they kind of knew at the time, but also didn't know. I mean, mm. what I was amazed in that film was that there was no discussion of nutrition. <laughs> at, <laughs> all. Uh, at all. No. So true. And by the way, I was hoping for just baseline foundational knowledge of sets, reps. Right. How many oh, no. days a week? Right. Nothing. No, no, it, it wasn't not, it was, talk about informational. I mean, it was the antithesis of informational <laughs> right. in any way. It was like, um, it was like a commercial for Arnold's arms <laughs> and that he comes a ton and that was it. I That's mean, that true. was the whole. No matter what he's doing, he's coming, ladies and gentlemen. 
I I come when I pose. I come. My imitation of him, by the way, is spot on. Pretty good. I thought he was in the room. Any, it's anyone's guess what country he's from. I come when I pose. I come when I am with a woman. I come when I pump. I come. And he just kept saying, "It's pretty great. I'm always coming." Yeah, that was great. Oh, he's from Italy now for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like with mine, you couldn't tell what country he's from, but with yours, he's from Italy. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's Italian to me. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are Italian. I love that about you. Yeah. Oh, not Italian. Not Italian. Jew. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Jew. Mm. Okay, fantastic. Like, like anybody had a question about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, you were... You yeah, were, so no, no information about nutrition. And really, right. and, you're, and you're right, nothing about the sort of what they're doing to sort of sculpt their body. It was just, <laughs> it really was about Arnold, actually. Right? And about like, how he tries to psych everybody out. And, yeah. And, that made me kind of sad. And how you see just how driven he was. Right. You know what's interesting, the word driven, because there's almost like something... A, a channel missing, or maybe it's one missing in my brain, but it's a, for as a neurotic, it looks like when I watch someone like Arnold, there's like a channel missing in their brain that maybe even suggests they can't. Right. My right. whole life is like, you, what you, you think you, and, and, and I have to like constantly overcome self doubt and, right. impo- and the whole thing anytime I do anything. <laughs> and he's the polar opposite of just like, no, I am the best. No one is better. No one will ever. But there's, it's like something clicked for him yeah. clearly, like in the early in his early twenties, because he he said they were asking him about like what's your weakness or like because everybody has like a weak spot they have to work on exercise wise, and he's like I don't have you no. know like I had he I think he said like I had weak spots but I worked but on I them. them and so now I'm perfect uh-huh. and all my shit's perfect. I mean this is he's like 28 years old in the dock I have to say and he just won like five in a row yeah, Mr. Or Olympia or something yeah yeah so I'm you know who knows what that feels like where it's just you are the king five times every right. year so I'm sure he's on a huge high but he really seemed like in the zone cool calm collected. I know what I'm doing. It's uber confident. Uh, no self-doubt, like, oh, at all. God, that must be so nice. Not so d- self-doubt, but he he used psychology on his opponents. Yeah. Right? So yeah. he did, he was trying to get every edge that he could get. And to me that, I mean, relying on psychology knows that he knew that some of those guys may beat him. So mm-hmm. he's going to pull everything he can out of the bag and try to psych them out a little bit beforehand. Yes. And I was thinking about that, that part of the movie where I was a little bit like, I wrote in my little notes like psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. Like when the one guy took the other guy's shirt, it's like, but then you won because you made someone confused and sad and not because you're the best. And then that for right. me, I guess it wouldn't cheapen it when you go home with that title and you're on the cover of the magazines. But it feels like I don't want to get a job because I slashed a girl's tires on the way to the audition <laughs> right. and she couldn't get there. But and you, then I only got it because she, because I But you're a morally her. sound human. So they're all uh, these immorally people, I I just think that you typically for some reason in my head if you're like the CEO of a huge company or if you're a you know champion a five-time champion there's probably something in there that's a little bit rotten that's where you're like I'm going to do whatever the hell it takes to screw my opponents to get to the top and that's why they're at the top. They want to win. Kind of what yeah. it felt like with Arnold. Almost at any cost, they, they want to yeah. win. Yeah, right? like I've been told, like Jordan was a huge dirtbag apparently, and just like talked a bunch of crap, and you know, and we, no one could defeat him. You know, it got in their heads. Well, that's why I mean, in a lot of these athletic so that competitions, wingspan. that's why supplement comes in. That's why 
you know, performance enhancing drugs start to evolve, right? Because yes. they're trying to do everything they can to win. And right. that kind of personality, they'll do whatever they can. So. so let's talk about that for a second, because that's a huge, they didn't really talk about it in the no. film. Were, were steroids around in 77? Steroids were around, and Schwarzenegger does later on admit to using steroids, but... Yes. But it says it wasn't really a big deal because, you know, everybody was it wasn't it wasn't outlawed at the time. And it was just people were trying it. And There's also that out. sense of like if everyone's doing it and that's equaling the re, it's re-leveling the playing field of like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, none of us should be doing it, but we're all doing it. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. whatever we become, that's the base level. Right. Us right. all being on steroids is the base level. So it. Yeah. It if was, one guy's doing it. That's like mm-hmm. unfair and fucked up. Yes. Well, that's that's how it became like what happened to it. That's how it evolved, I guess, because now they have like these masking agents where right. they have to right. try and hide that they're using steroids. And so when people get caught, it's like a much bigger deal. But at that point, it was legal. And he ha- I have a quote here. He said steroids were helpful to me in maintaining muscle size while on a strict diet in preparation for a contest. I did not use them for muscle growth, but rather for muscle maintenance when cutting up. He called the drugs tissue building. Yeah. So then he came. And then, and then he said, "Hold on for me one second. Yeah, so that that quote has a, a variety of uh, there's a variety of parts of that quote that don't seem to make sense. Okay, let's break it down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's using he's using testosterone or steroids, probably testosterone, mm-hmm. to not to increase muscle mass. He says for maintenance. But then what do you say at the end? It, it builds it builds tissue. Right. He so if you're building tissue, tissue aren't you building muscle mass? Probably then. Uh, you would know. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I know. So. So yeah. So shit. Yeah. Rhetorical. So the um. Uh, yeah. So he was the size that those guys achieve. I'm not convinced can be achieved by the average individual without supplementing with steroids, uh-huh. anabolic or anabolic steroids. Whoa. Right. So. So um, he wasn't just using for I don't believe would just he was using for just maintenance. He was using it to increase muscle mass and and uh, once he's in you know he continued to probably take it to keep that muscle you know that that size, uh-huh. but uh, it clearly helped him get that big. So can you define for me the differences here? Like because I think you just mentioned that it, he was using testosterone. Like, I would assume he's or some sort yeah or growth type? hormones, some sort of uh, one of the anabolic steroids. Okay, so that the growth hormone, testosterone, these are types of anabolic steroids. Yeah, anabolic just meaning they build tissue, they build muscle, they build protein. You know, they 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 build synthesized proteins. They synthesize yeah. proteins. Yeah. Okay, are there different kinds, or are we kind of hitting all the corners here? No, there's a variety of anabolic steroids that you can use, or or modifications of testosterone and growth hormone that will then. Uh, also, uh, be powerful agents for building uh, muscle mass. Okay, and what's it's so the... funny because I think Arnold is sort of resting on us not all being scientists <laughs> and right. professionals when right. it comes to building your body. Yeah. So he's like, no, just for tissue. And we're all like, oh my god, for tissue, got it. <laughs> got and it. Then that's you not a big deal. Being like, mm, no, that's no, you okay, lying, wrong. <laughs> Same deal. Yeah, Same yeah, yeah. Thing. Um, and what's the email address uh, for the guy that can get me these steroids? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I want to get like super jacked up and not try that hard. Yeah. Because they look like they're in a ton of pain when they're working out. Oh, the faces they make mm. while they're while they're exercising actually are making me sick. And I'm not being cute. Right. When like I had just eaten, and then when they would like really make, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, like I just kept be feeling like I'm gonna vomit. Yeah. Like yeah. they're they look so. I mean, even to do that. 
there's like a diff there's different things going on in the brain of that person. Mm -hmm. And then I guess that is why they say like separates the men from the boys or the champions yeah. from the regular people. But there is an underlying physiological reason that people make those sort of faces of exertion when they're lifting weights. Mm -hmm. Because if you think of skeletal muscle, skeletal muscle is not an all or none muscle. If I go to contract my bicep, I can control just how much force I'm generating, right? So when I put a weight on there, there's a lightweight, I can contract. If I get a heavier weight, I gotta generate a little bit more force, a really heavy weight, oh, I gotta generate. What am I doing? Your skeletal muscles are act, are innervated by what they call uh, motor units, right. right? So a number of muscle fibers will be innervated by one motor unit. A large muscle may have 10,000 motor units, oh, or wow. I mean, 1,000 motor units. A very fine control muscle might have 10,000 motor units. Okay. So you're controlling the amount of force generated by the muscle by activating those motor units. Uh -huh. So when you when you make that grimacing face, uh, you know you are you're you, in doing that. In a sense, you're activating more and more motor units, wow. and that helps you generate more force. I was gonna say it's sending energy right. there. Right. Wow. So you're activating more of those motor, units. and so they get very good at controlling their, their motor units. Ooh. And generating the kind of forces you're gonna, that they need. To so it's not sports. any sort of dramatics. Uh, it's well, actually physical. Dramatics. I just felt like I felt like they had to. Yeah, yeah. Like, while while watching it, I wasn't like, "Whoa, this is a good, great show you're putting on." Right. But I. But it didn't not make my sushi yeah. come up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I well, like, they, it looks really hard. It just looks like they're. At the point of, you know, they could get injured or you, they their skin's going to burst or they're going to take a shit. Yeah, like it's just right. something about it was just like, oh, this is too. It was like and it, and it happened a thousand times in the movie. Yeah. And at a certain point, it was like almost horrific where I was like starting to turn away. Yeah. I was like, there were too I many shots of shit. I can't on the floor. see one more man do that. I just it was so it just felt like so aggressive at a certain a lot. point. Yeah. Well, that, that, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I mean, I just think that, you know, that's, we all sort of do that when we're going to really exert ourselves and mm -hmm. that in this case, they're exerting themselves to lift weights. You know, when you go out at, start working out, you go to the gym for the first, if you haven't worked out with weights for a while, you go and you, you work out and after about uh, uh, three weeks or so, you're going, God, I'm getting pretty strong here. I can lift a bit more, but you're actually not, haven't actually built any more muscle mass yet. Oh, what you've done is you, you're learning to activate more of those motor units. Oh. And so you get this neural, this training of motor units early on in weightlifting. And then later on, Within months, you you know, after a few months, you start building more and more muscle mass. Oh, oh that's fascinating. You. Okay, yeah. very interesting. So these motor units are important. They're, they're an important part of controlling force, and 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 you have to train them as well. So yeah, so that's really what you want, guys, is uh, a ton of motor units. And well, you want to be able to, to control them and activate them and and uh, yeah, utilize them. Should we brand a new like type of protein powder? Or I, that's what I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking like motor unit drink. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, nobody yeah. talks about that. So that's a whole market. Right yeah, there. this whole area is filled with so much. BS that in fact that's a pretty oh, that's good a idea whole, that's a, whole that's a good idea podcast. the motor unit drink drink this and within you know you can cut down that whole training of the motor units by uh, a month oh, oh my god have rich. you not worked out in a while yeah. do you need to skip that first month of bullshit <laughs> motor, motor drink units. yeah exactly <laughs> motor unit drink um, okay so actually I think we have a, a clip here about the pain that they go through uh, if you want to play that for us Lucas our engineer the body is not used to uh, maybe the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th rep with a certain weight. So that makes the body grow then, going through this pain barrier. 
experiencing uh, pain in your muscles and aching and just then go on and go on and then go on. And this last two or three or four repetitions, that's what makes actually the muscle then grow. And that uh, divides then one from a champion and one from not being a champion. If you can go through this pain barrier, you make it to be a champion. If you can go through, forget it. And that's what most people lack is on this having the guts the guts to go in and just say, I go through and I don't care what happens. You know, it aches. And if I fall down, I, I have no fear of fainting in a gym because I know it's, it, it could happen. I threw up many times while I was working out, but it doesn't matter because it's all worth it. So there you have it yeah. from the horse's mm -hmm. mouth. Oh, yeah, you. <laughs> mixture of all sorts of things in there oh see <laughs> okay. it's funny i again i took it at like face value i was like wow yeah. makes sense arnold the prophet yeah like bro <laughs> well to me the the headline there is just you know pushing without fear yeah there he was talking he, he combined both some psychology mm -hmm. uh and didn't talk much and sort of implied some of the physiology that induces hypertrophy the growth of muscle hypertrophy? muscle mass hypertrophy so mm -hmm. when muscles get bigger they are, it's called hypertrophy. And you're not making more muscle cells. You're taking the, the, the muscle cells that are already there and packing them with more contractile Ooh. protein. Oh, right. Maybe. So, so they call muscle, skeletal muscle, they call it post mitotic tissue, right? It doesn't, it, you don't grow new muscle cells, but you take the existing ones and stuff them full of more contractile protein. Wow. So, so we, we call same. that hypertrophy. And okay. when you don't work out for long periods of time, the muscles get smaller. That's called atrophy. atrophy. There you go. I knew that hypertrophy. When he said hypertrophy, I knew that. It And as you age, as you age, you lose muscle mass, and they call that sarcopenia. Well, I knew sarcopenia. I almost just said sarcopenia. I had a sarcopenia actually when I was born. <laughs> oh, funny. So, yeah. I just, about a week after. It's weird. Yes. I just made a sarcopenia. <laughs> so okay. he was he was combining there some psychology, but the underlying, you know, he was close to what some of the factors are that drive hypertrophy, and one of those is the uh, metabolic stress that you put on the muscle. Okay. Part of that, and that's gonna be involved with the repetitions that mm. you do. Uh, part of it's the load, so the, the amount of weight that you're lifting. Yeah. And those are send signals to the muscle cells, these special muscle cells called satellite cells that then induce a whole variety of biochemical pathways that start, start the production of uh, actin and myosin, which are the contractile proteins that are being stuffed inside the muscle cells. And then when they, actin and myosin interact with each other, that causes the muscle to shorten. So you, these stimuli, you know, when you're weightlifting, you are stimulating the satellite cells and you're also stimulating a variety of other pathways that induce then the nucleus, that part of the cell that has the DNA in it, that has the, uh, the blueprint for producing those uh, actin and myosin that will then be put into the, uh, the myofibrils or the, the, the uh, muscle cells and cause it to get bigger. And as the uh, as the muscle gets bigger, this cross-sectional area goes up and you can generate more force. What goes up? The cross-sectional areas. Uh -huh, uh -huh, bigger, uh -huh. And then you can just generate more force. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah. So he, he, as I said, he was combining both a little bit of psychology there, but the underlying physiology is and not does, from the pain. It's from, but pain's associated with it. Oh, so I was okay. going to say, like, in your opinion, does he know what he's talking about? Uh, no. Ah, okay. Because that's <laughs> but it was what also mid seventies. But, he, but, he, but no, that's what I mean. I'm not saying like because yeah. he's not bright or anything. No, no, I think no. he is. I, yeah. I obviously. He's empirical though, right? He's empirical because he's 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 doing it and he's seeing the results, and so right. he understands that okay, if I do this and I lift to failure, that's a common thing. Lifting to failure, right? I generate pain if I can if I can tolerate that. Yeah. I work harder. I get 
I, I induce more, you know, increased muscle mass. Yeah. So he, he, he sees the observation, but he's not, he's, he's not a physiologist. So he's was not the science even there at that time? Yeah, the science was there, but it's much more sophisticated. Now, I think they've learned a lot more yeah. now about the underlying uh, sort of molecular mechanisms that drive hypertrophy. But do you think that what's like, are there changes <clears throat> nowadays? Like would people or do people, I guess, work out differently or bodybuild differently? Are there things that like mistakes that they were making in the 70s? I, I think that they had this sort of basic right plan. That is, they talk about the, the volume of the workout. That is how the load, how much you're lifting, how many reps you're doing, and sort of then what's the rest period you have in between sets. And all this goes into the into the volume of the workout. And they know that there's an optimal volume to induce the optimal amount of muscle growth. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and they, again, they, they knew that, uh, I think empirically, that during that film, you get a sense, they know that, the, you know, how hard to lift and, and the, the rest they're taking in between sets. But I think what's happened is there's been a, a huge advances in nutrition mm -hmm. in our understanding of how to, what kinds of, you know, the ratios of carbohydrates and fats and proteins you should be taking post-exercise. Yeah, it's not just calories. Right, it's not just calories. Mm -hmm. And that combination, I think that's where a, a lot of the advances have gone on. And, and, and yeah, there has been advances in the underlying science of, of uh, muscle, you know, understanding muscle growth. Mm -hmm. And so people take advantage of that. But but to me, it's a combination of both that plus all the nutrition we don't know in much more detail. I think. And probably huge advances in steroids and being able to mask them and or just steroids i never i didn't yeah. know about the masking thing until you said it but we were talking, probably been like major um advances and obviously with with tech and everything yeah that movie yeah. icarus did you see that i did not i icarus, heard that was good yeah that's a that's a, a cool ass movie yeah, cool yeah. should have done that well, this dude <laughs> we just we can do that sometime this <laughs> dude started out to make a movie um, he was going to take HG, human growth hormone. He was going to take HGH. So basically he tried out as like an amateur cyclist okay. for the Tour de France. And like the year before as an amateur, he came in like 14th. He was like, Whoa. okay, cool. I'm going to do a documentary. Supersize me. Yeah. I'm going to take HGH and see what I'd get next year. <laughs> so he set out to make this whole doc. And then he took all this HGH and the next year came in like 28th or 38th. It, he did much worse. He crashed his bike. Though. And he crashed his bike. Whoa. It was his whole thing. Okay. Anyway, he was sort of like out of what this doc was even going to be about. But he, when he was getting the HDH, he got it from this sort of famous Russian um, doctor, scientist. Dealer. Dealer. Yeah. Well, but he, and this guy turned out he cracked open the Russian Olympic doping scandal. Whoa. And he yeah. had to go into, okay. it's a fascinating movie. Okay. It's a doc. Icarus. Anyway, Icarus. Yeah. That sounds great. Gotta check that Just out. reminded me because of all this HGH well, talk. since we're on a tangent, I wanted to uh, remind you guys about this video, if you didn't see it, of Arnold Schwarzenegger getting kicked in the back. Do you know about this? Oh, my I God. Heard it about was that. so yes. weird. Yeah. So yes. I just wanted to, in case you guys haven't seen it at home, look it up. This guy tries to, I don't know, be some sort of smart ass and, like, do a flying kick to Schwarzenegger, but he, like, hits a wall. Basically just hits him, falls to the ground, and then a bodyguard takes him out of there. I heard, what? I heard that Schwarzenegger said afterwards, I thought somebody was just pushing me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he probably <laughs> felt, but that, that was a great, I mean, that's a very perfect response. Yes. I mean, but, but you can tell, like, with, you know, maybe you think that's accidental, but after seeing Pumping Iron, you're like, oh, you know how to manipulate other people's brains, mm -hmm. and you wanted that guy to feel like he was just a gnat to you. So yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even notice until I saw the video. I didn't even notice that that even. I happened. know it was a breeze. Yeah, a a breeze. nice little breeze in this. And room. while we're on tangents, um, yep, yep. Every shot of Pumping Iron. All I could think about was how bad the room smelled. Oh man, it's got to every room, even yeah. the room like of just 
where everybody was posing and in front of the judges. It was like, that just <laughs> sure. doesn't smell good. I mean, I don't know if you can talk to this or not, but that's for sure. I mean, yeah. that's what sweat smells terrible. I think just in general oh. for like everybody. I feel like also in the seventies, you're like people aren't doing the necessary. <laughs> I don't know, Al. I don't know how different it is. I feel like there's not much you can do. I think a like gym it's... has a particular odor to it. Yeah, just every room. I was like, no. oh, that one's extra bad. Is there something we can do? Can you eat something that makes you sweat? Cologne. How does that work? Uh, you know. We secrete all sorts of fluids from our body and Ain't that the they truth. just have, you know, they, they, they start to oxidize and change and they just have smells. So. But I mm. notice that depending on what I eat, my BO is worse. Yeah, like, that's what I'm like if I eat like Doritos and I'm like on a tear where I'm just eating like chemicals and all this gross, because like, I don't yeah. eat that way. I mean, I'm not cuckoo healthy, but I try. Yeah. But when I'm just like, you know what? I'm off the fucking rails. I don't care. It's like ice cream and Doritos and Coca-Cola and whatever else. I noticed my, yeah, yeah. And a cereal bowl and Lucky Charms on top dry. (laughs) Then I realize my BO is different. Yeah. Not necessarily, it's I have a different smell. Yeah. Well, you know, along those lines, I mean, this is a little off topic, but I mean, Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers, sure. was my obs- actual father. <laughs> People don't know that was obsessed with trying to find a way to change the smell of flatulence. Wow, That's he was absolutely obsessed. He actually support. He actually wrote when he was an ambassador in France, wrote a proposal to the French Academy of Sciences to study. How you might be able to change the smell of farts. To whom I make it, sir, my ass reeks. Yeah. And so this idea of what you could ingest that could then change a body odor has Whoa. been... Uh, and did, were there any Franklin, Franklin findings? Uh, no. Okay, great. Not that not I'm aware of. But, just so, the light bulb, just kidding. But he wrote that if, if your flatulence smelled like roses, that oh. people would then be not inhibited to fart in public and therefore be healthier. For doing this oh, that's true because it in. messes up your stomach. Yeah. So wow. that's a side mm. thing. I know that we were talking about body odors and smells. Yeah. So I thought it no, I mean, I like that. it's crazy that we're here, 2019, and everybody's farts stink. <laughs> Why is that? You know, why can't we just? It should just be known. Like you eat one papaya, you're good. That's for it. 48 yeah. hours. Just blame it on the microbiome. On the microbiome? Yeah, the microbiome. First, I'll find out what the microbiome is, yeah. and then yeah. I will blame things on it. <laughs> yeah. Let me go to the Google office headquarters, and then <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> just, just, everything now is just the microbiome. Just say the microbiome. What the is the microbiome? The microbiome is the, are all the organisms that live in your GI tract. Millions and millions of different kinds of organisms that live in your GI tract. Bacteria, fungi, little, you know, parasites, all these things are living in there. There's a whole world inside your GI tract, which is essentially outside your body, by the way. Your GI tract Whoa. is inside your body, but it's actually outside your body. How, what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah, well, how does that work? This is outside my body right here, right? My, okay. He's my pointing to his teeth, okay. Right, so that's just a tube that's from the outside is folds in during development. So the inside, the inside of that tube is really from the outside. Whoa. Whoa. So, so but most whole, of it is inside. Yeah, there are parts inside. that stick right. out. Right. I'm just trying to get it clear. So you have oh. layman's terms. So you have this whole world of, of microbes that live in there, and they call it the microbiota. And they then say the microbiome because they try to un- look at the underlying uh, genetic information that's in that microbiota. So all those or small microorganisms that live there, and they have a big effect on our physiology. Wow, microbiome. The microbiome. The so microbiota, next time, microbiota are all the organisms. The microbiome is the genetic information yeah so next time you're in an elevator and everybody's looking at you yeah because you you took just a, say it's my microbiome it's my microbiome mm-hmm. mind your own 
Yeah. Mind yeah, your exactly. own, yeah. Mind your own microbiome mm-hmm. and get out of my face. And they'll think, well, oh, this guy's a doctor. Yeah. But that's one of the hottest areas right now in biology. Why is it one of the hottest areas right now? Because it turns out that those organisms influence our function, our, our overall physiology. Is that when people talk about like how important gut health is? Exactly mm-hmm. right. Exactly ah, right. It's kombucha. all about gut health, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so, uh, but what it, what else does it influence? Whoops, off the mic. What else does it influence? Uh, for example, they've shown a relationship between changes in your micro, uh, the microbiota and uh, the incidence of hypertension, blood pressure. Oh. Uh, they've shown there's there's evidence out there that micro, microbiome might be associated with Alzheimer's. I was just going to say anything to do yeah. with mental health. Yes. Yeah, so I have a, some it's a huge sadness area. stuff. And I'm like, do I need to eat differently to not stare at that wall so damn often? <laughs> there was an experiment, <laughs> experiment down where they, they had these mice, or I think they were mice. They had these uh, mice that were bred to be really fat, you know, overweight. And then they had a, a similar species or, bre- or, or um, that was uh, just regular weight. And they just exchanged the microbiome, microbiota between the two. They took out the microbiota oh, from the wow. fat mouse, put it in the skinny mouse, and Crazy. the skinny mouse became fat, <gasps> and the fat mouse became skinny as they switched them, right? <laughs> so they knew then that right away that the makeup of those organisms in your GI tract was influencing somehow the way that you acquired energy and how much of the food that you were eating was being transported into your system and being in, but wait, what if you then, you've now switched the microbiota of the fat and the skinny, but then you over, then you feed the skinny ones a ton. Will they not get fat because of their microbiota? Yeah. Um, I didn't do those experiments. So uh, I don't really, uh-huh. but, 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 but I'm like, but, what does that just keep you skinny forever? Get me that microbiota. Yeah, switch it up. On <laughs> Give me, me that mouse microbiota. This, is, this really is a big area now. Wow. So do you uh, probiotics? I don't study it myself, but, but I, I know that. But uh, do you take probiotics or, or drink kombucha or, I mean, gut health? That's what we're talking about, right? How much of that shit is like, because I mean, as a, exactly. Because you were saying earlier, like oh. how much bullshit is in this yeah, thing. That's why like, I'm asking. We got right. listeners spending millions of dollars an yeah. hour on kombucha. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not an expert in that area, so I'll reframe. From, I have opinions about it, but I'm not an expert. I, so. All I care about is your opinions. Yeah, well, I, I don't do that. Ah, Good I do take <laughs> probiotics and kombucha spend one million dollars an hour I'm a professional uh, well can I just ask you personally like, do you it sounds like I'm going to venture a guess yeah. here that you don't drink kombucha and that you don't have I don't know what kimchi on a regular basis I don't I actually don't like kimchi I shouldn't say that my daughter-in-law is half Korean but I um <laughs> Sorry. I don't like kimchi. Okay. I'm Jewish uh, and don't like gefilte fish. I'll be happy to say it. Yeah, why not? Um, Matzah's dry. Yeah, very. I'm going out on a limb. <laughs> but no, I, I I absolutely believe that the microbiota mm-hmm. has a big influence on your overall health okay. and your physiology. Okay. But I don't know if we really understand yet how we can alter that in a way that uh-huh. we can optimize that. We're not there yet. I don't think we're sense. there yet in terms of optimizing our microbiota. Okay, time for a quick break, and we shall be right back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The break is over. Here we go back to the show about science. 
Okay, let's hop back to being okay. jacked as all hell. All right. <laughs> Because uh, that's all that everybody wants, right? Oh, God. The other I, thing about yeah. being jacked is all hell. Like, it, it, I guess maybe people think it does, it looks terrible. It's a lot. I mean, I think that there I is. I guess there's like a thing. very small percentage of women that are like, yo. What? That looks. Oh, it looks great. So well, they, I don't even know if it's about like the sexuality or seduction part of it. Because they touched on it in the doc because they were saying like, my dad was bigger than me. And I wanted to be bigger than my dad. And I think that's a big part of mm -hmm. it. Um, or just maybe from like an aggression standpoint, mm -hmm. like there's some sort of like weird, uh, maybe you can touch on it, like uh, old school mentality of like, I want to be able to take, I don't want to be bullied. A few of these guys talked about being bullied <laughs> at school and they were like, I'll show them while they're at the prom, I'm running track. Arnold and I'm said he was weights. impressed by dictators. Yeah. That's a which is odd that he became a politician. And nobody thought about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I thought about that during the film and and, and uh, talked about it. My wife watched it with me. We talked about it afterwards. And I don't know what motivates them, actually, because mm -hmm. it is something. It, it, I think you're right. I think my impression is that most women don't find that attractive at all. I mean, if I talk, you know, I said my wife watched it with me. She was just the whole time. Went, oh, my God. This is just like, really? That's, <laughs> that's how I, I was actually surprised at how for lack of a better term, I was kind of grossed out mm -hmm. the whole time. I was like, this is like, it wasn't, look, if that's what you want to do and you're not hurting anybody else and you're making this choice to yeah. uh, partake in this sport, like God bless. Yeah, but yeah. It, it really, I really was like, I was having like a, I was surprised by how much I was like, oh, this is it. But I will say on the flip side of that, speaking of to these giant men, mm -hmm. um, a bunch of the glow girls, we go to like WWE events sometimes because there's like sort of vague wrestling crossovers. Yeah, yeah. And um, watching it on TV, I'm like, okay, these like giant men, this is kind of, you know, I, their athleticism is unmatched and what they're doing yes, is incredible. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that's like, wrestling's fake, whatever, because what they're doing is incredible. Yeah. That said, I would watch it and be like, these meatheads, like this isn't attractive. Mm. I met one of the, one of the gentlemen from the ring in person. Uh oh, here we go. And I, it was a, it, my body was doing a thing that I did not say it could do. <laughs> and I am not even fucking kidding. I was like fanning myself. My cheeks got hot. My hands were a little clammy. I was like, wow. Oh, this guy like can kill a lion. Like it was. <laughs> I like that he can kill it, a lion. It, I, it was just crazy. And, and like, and honestly, I since told, and I'll tell you the guy I'm talking about after specifically. I'm oh, not okay. saying it on the air. Great. But I'll record he's it. He's one of it. the like, less attractive like he oh. is just like sort of funny looking and it just was like i met him and it was like oh my god i couldn't I, this is a little too much i couldn't not imagine this guy fucking me wow there was no universe it was like oh my god like it was my guts were coming out yeah but Mom. But then watching Pumping Iron, I was nauseated. But maybe I mean, if I met them in person, that's gotta be part of the motivation for them to do it. There. There's something just like evolutionary about yes. our want to be huge and strong and badass. <laughs> right. I like. I want to be that strong, so but at the same time, especially with when they when they do the poses when they go through the routine, that's really where it becomes like, yeah. man, this looks crazy. Like, this looks, it looks like a beast. And it's, it looks like a, it's a different, it's not even a human we being. We are animals and it is evident and now. His skin is like ripping. Yeah, I mean, we are primates, right? And, yeah. And there's sexual dimorphism in primates. Males are bigger and mm -hmm. you might be right. I mean, there might be part of that going on in there. Yeah. I think they also get into this idea though. I mean, they said it in the movie is 
the sort of sculpting the body. Right. They're obsessed with what, how they can sculpt their body and make it look a particular way. Yeah. Exact on right. the same. Yeah. And yeah. symmetrical. There's this part where Schwarzenegger says that you know if you're an artist and you're 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 making a statue, you can just slap some you know you want deltoids. Just put some clay up there and you can do it pretty quickly. Yeah. But there it takes years to make that. And you have to make it symmetrical. And that's yes. a really hard thing to do. Right. In the weight room is make a symmetrical distribution of these muscles. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, totally. I mean the it's, challenge it's, is immense. The challenge is huge. I think they yes. get into that whole challenge of being For sure. And I respect the crap uh, out of that. Too. I think it's that's impressive. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Definitely while watching, I was like, this is impressive. Yeah. 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 And I think there's also like the... Uh, I don't want to say fear of the unknown, but like distaste, like when something's different, there's kind of this automatic function in my brain that's like, oh, I don't know if I like this because I'm not used to seeing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I see all my friends hanging out all the time. We're all normal looking people. I would say, you know, fairly weak individuals. And gross garbage bags. Yeah, gross yeah. garbage, smelly, stinky yeah. bags. And then you see something like this and you're like, oh no, how that's wrong, right? But maybe it's not wrong. Maybe they're just awesome and really dedicated to yeah. being strong as all hell. I just found it fascinating that like, I knew I had that experience at the WWE, like seeing these behemoth men in person and then still watching Pumping Iron. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's constant, it's and they zoom in on a lot of stuff. Their backs oh my god, those like, close ups were crazy. That yeah. one shot from under, like looking up at Arnold, and it was like an extreme close up, and it was just like oh, man. whatever they're called traps or del deltoid yeah. deltoids mm. and a head, and right. it just was like and his sh and the veins. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the veins too, because some of these guys, you know, yeah. you see veins like throughout their entire body, their right. arm, they have like. What's why does that happen? So well, first of all, they have really low body fat. Okay, relative to their, I mean, the total mass, they have a low body fat. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, when you lift, when you're lifting those those kinds of weights repetitively, they are doing a certain amount of compression of the veins on and off. I don't know how that. I mean, that that might account for some of the remodeling of those veins. They also have, you know, being athletes, they do. Uh, you 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 volume expand a little bit. That's just natural when you right. exercise. You tend right. to volume expand, and so that combination of the regular compression of the veins and the and the regular increases in blood flow to those muscles that they're getting when they do exercise, combined with the uh, uh, you know the hydration and everything. Else, there's going to be remodeling, I guess, of those veins. Okay, but, and, but and the low body fat. They just have incredibly low body fat. It, but so it's still it's the same amount of uh, health you know, uh, general health to see veins or not see veins. Because yeah, yeah. that was one thing yeah, that I yeah. thought was like, oh, maybe that's not good. You're like, is that kind no, of no, danger? I, I, I right, exactly. Yeah, I felt yeah. that a lot. I was like, are these, I, I, the <laughs> right. whole time I was like, these people have to hurt themselves so badly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Like when they're just going like from here and then they're putting the bar up. Like, what, who, is, is anyone breaking their neck? Is anyone, break, like, what's happening? Their mm -hmm. backs I'm sorry. Know, I mean, he said he threw up. I, I'm sure people get injured when they're, they're lifting weights. But, you know, this whole thing of injury at the muscle level, some of these signals that are driving hypertrophy, the building of muscle, is damaging muscle. That oh. the damage of the muscle is a signal that the, the the satellite cells use to start the process of building more contractile protein. Mm. So, so it's kind of so one of the same. Muscle damage is going on, but they rebuild it. And they That's what I was going to say. So, so, do you, do you wow. have to have muscle damage to build? Yeah, you have to. Also, oh, it's like tearing. So, yeah, the word so damage is in kind of quotes. Like, yeah, yeah. Tearing, right. Gotcha. And it can be at the molecular level. You get what they call you know these sort of tearing of the molecular motor that's going on inside it for the contractile proteins all the way up to the membranes that are surrounding the muscle fibers and stuff can get torn and that 
at, 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 a, at a level that, it, again, induces a signal for hypertrophy. Wow. What a fascinating thing to choose for oneself. But I guess that's anything. I think you know, people yeah. look at stand-up comics and like, what in what universe what what would you choose <laughs> to get up there in well, front of these people and, and I, try to make anyone laugh? Right. And, and I think the thing of, you know, it is hard. It takes a long time to build muscle. Right. It's not overnight. Even if we, we were talking earlier about testosterone, I don't want to just have, make it seem like, oh, well, I made it easy. It doesn't make it easy. Even if you're taking testosterone or supplement, it takes a long time to build muscle. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they put in that work consistently for years. Oh, years. Yeah. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah, it is unbelievable. And, well, that, that, that should be clear from all of us. Yeah. We are we're fans of what you guys are doing. Oh, bodybuilders. That's, it seems I don't like... quite understand it, but I'm a fan that they, they I, yeah. I get. I, I, it's the same I kind of thing. He mentioned a uh, uh, NASCAR in the movie, yeah. and he was like, "That seems crazy to me. These guys yeah. are going in these really fast loops. I don't right. know what the hell 100%. that is." And I feel the same way. I, that seems nuts, but you know, they dedicate their lives anything. to it. That's awesome. Right. It's like people who have like a collection. Like what? Do, what yeah, spoons? What? Stop collecting oh, whatever spoons. they want. Like it's. Yeah. I think anything anyone's doing that's not hurting anyone else at right. this point in my life, I'm just like, God, God, do Power it. To you. Fabulous. Absolutely. I don't get it. But. Um, I have a few more things. We're we're running low on time, which is unbelievable to me. But I uh, I have so many different things to talk about. He smoked a joint, ate fried chicken and wine right after he won. Right. His competition. Well, that was right after he retired. Right after he, yeah. It's like, that's, bring that fried chicken on. It's a really small, I just feel like that's kind of, that should be the staple. Like, when you're done doing something, when you need a victorious meal, you got to do the Arnold. You got to do. Fried chicken, wine, joint. and a joint. Smoke a joint, fried chicken, and hell, okay. <laughs> I mean, right? What's better than so that? Is the message going out to all ath- pro athletes yes, out there? Yes, pro athletes, honestly. Anything. Anyone. Anything. Yeah. If yeah. you finish that script you've been trying to write for say, a year. Small victories. Hey, fucking so staple it. that should be it. my thing when I retire from the university. Just get up on the yes. podium, smoke a joint. Oh, my God. Chicken. Keep a J in your mouth on the podium. You'd be a legend. Oh, my God. I mean, goodness. you're already a legend, Dr. James. But that would go down as like, you remember that guy who, right in when he was. history. <laughs> right when he was. <laughs> um, I want to talk about uh, pre-workout stuff. Like, um, I see a lot of people at the gym doing cold brew. Doing yeah. like a coffee before the gym. Yeah. Is that, do you condone that? Is that like normal? Is it bad to do caffeine? Uh, I won't pass up judgment on it, but I, but caffeine was banned from the Olympics up until 2004. What? Yeah. Wait, up until 2004? Up until 2004. Caffe- you couldn't, yeah. what, wait a minute. Because People like caffeine, coffee. Because caffeine does enhance performance. Okay. So. Uh, but now it's okay, you're saying? I don't think it's banned from the Olympics Oops. right now. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it was banned up until 2004. Hmm. That feels crazy to me because if like I'm right. super caffe- caffeinated drink. So, I mean, not just the, you know, the cup of coffee from the. Oh, that's the what I'm saying. Brewer. No, I, but you, you drink a pretty high. Yeah. Uh, some drink that has a high dose of caffeine in it and you will enhance your. Get Man, enhancement in your performance. I'll tell you what. There's, I don't do it anymore, but there was a powder I used to take years ago that was one of these, like, it just looked like the standard pre-workout whatever the hell, and it had a bunch of caffeine, and it would make me crazy. I would definitely go harder. I would, like, shake almost. I was, like, amped up. Like, I had to keep working out when I was done working out. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to be shaking. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, i got to just run upstairs. I don't know what to do. And part of the thing on weightlifting, I mean, we were talking earlier, the volume of the workout, right? So more reps... Uh, more sets, mm-hmm. you know, this all adds in there. And if you if that caffeine is making you feel you can keep doing that, you're going to get a little bit of an edge in terms of building a muscle mass. Gotcha. Would they test your blood for caffeine? Like if you had a cup of coffee, would they be like, you're out? Sorry, Greg Luganis. 
Um, my most recent. Yeah, I don't uh, know the test Olympic actually for, for caffeine. I mean, I'm not sure it's getting metabolized too. So it might be some metabolite that comes out in your urine. Wow, you that's. I cannot wait to Google that when we leave here because I just yeah. feel like caffeine piss. Well, but, well, also just like I mean, everybody drinks coffee, right? So like, if you're a big coffee drinker, you, drink you have coffee? to not drink before. I drink coffee. Yeah. Okay. I drink coffee. You have to not drink before the Olympics, like that. There's like withdrawals that go into right. it. Like I've tried say. to quit coffee, and I drink a cup in the morning, and I'm shaking by two p.m. Like, yeah, yeah, it's hard to quit. There are some there are some sports drinks that have caffeine in them. You know, so oh, for sure. I, I said like I, I cycle and, and there are there are these little packages you can get that have both uh, carbohydrates in it and a little bit of caffeine in it. That mm-hmm. And that's what you're addicted yeah. to. Not addicted to. Well, Dr. Jimmy, the problem. Well, yeah, but you keep doing it. So no. definitely <laughs> okay, the problem. Well, Ethan problem. and I are here. Well, this is an intervention. Yeah, um, I have an email from your wife who so, uh, the water is tip of the iceberg. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, by the way, most yep. passive aggressive interventioners. So if we move, it, says, I don't I don't know. Know. it sounds like we're trying to help you, yeah, but like honestly, quit, like yeah, so it's whatever. Either way, I don't really care, but, but it's up to well, you. I, you I did write this letter. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to. Uh, the pump get to yeah. I was going to talk about the pump. I have an audio clip of the pump. You want to play that for him? The greatest feeling you can get in a gym, or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym, is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into, into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is. You know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people, I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? (laughs) Wow. I mean, so much to break down there. Obviously, I'm coming right now. <laughs> listening to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the coming talk is obviously super strange. I hear what he's saying, of course. The music for me is what stands the, out as the weirdest. Yeah, that was, uh, I didn't remember that when I watched it the first time. <laughs> oh my God, just like, wow. just like a flute. Just <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the, like the introductory scene of the villain in an old Disney movie. Like oh, you're yeah. first meeting the villain, and we're and like, they're like in a in. castle in the yes. forest. Yes, because exactly. I was getting dark forest vibes. Yeah, but I wasn't putting it together with Disney villain. But that is what it is. It just seems like because they always use like real, you know, uh, you know, uh, symphonic bands sure. and stuff to score that. So it just seems like why, what, who is this weird symbol and then oboe. A flute? And, yeah, yeah. Oboe. <laughs> it's really. It just makes it sound like what he's talking about is like overthrowing the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just talking talk about working I did, out. I did write that like that. There, it was definite like cartoon movie villain vibes yeah, from I mean, everybody except Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, he seems like such like, a cute baby boy. He, he was a baby. He was like yeah. one of the like bullies who doesn't know he's doing anything wrong. Cause, but his big brother is like, shut the fuck up, Lou, just do it. Yeah. Knock You're over perfect. To, knock over the mailbox with a baseball bat. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. Like it was like that vibe. <laughs> That's true. But everybody else was like, the Mike Waller guy who was wearing a weightlift, the redheaded dude. Oh, right. Who was yes. wearing a weightlifting belt to play football. Yeah, just out and about. Just like, I'm not lifting weights right now, guys, but I can and I do. Yeah. Does that what does that help in every day? I thought maybe that like contracts his abs or something. Does that make sense? Uh, no. Uh, just showing off. 
Yeah, well, I lifting weight. I, you know, one of the things that might have been going on there is that the what they call these sort of slow twitch muscles, your oxidative muscles, are hard to a little bit harder to get them to atrophy or to hypertrophy. Oh. So maybe, and those tend to be oh. your postural muscles. Oh, that makes so sense. So maybe if you're wearing something with, uh, you know, I'm just postulating. Yeah, sure. Hypothesizing. Oh, so far, so good. Maybe this is what he was trying to do here to, to get those postural muscles to work on those when you're not uh, in a way that will help them hypertrophy. Is that okay. like a woman wearing a corset when she, no, that's different. That's no. actually changing the shape of your yeah. bones. But it seems like it's doing a similar thing. Like he wants his, right. his waist to be thin and he's got this like little belt on just during yeah. his life. I feel like it would remind me more than anything to like flex my abs mm. and like yeah. stand up maybe straight. It's, and... Maybe it's something like that. But, uh, yeah. I don't know why okay. So wait, what about, uh, oh, you know oh, what that sound nah. means? <laughs> We're going to talk about the pump. Well, what that about... sound means I hit my pen into my mug. <laughs> Uh, um, the yeah so does that make sense what he's saying there? yeah it does I mean uh, he didn't provide any underlying physiology but there's a there is a really underlying physiological basis for that you when you're doing that exercise contracting a muscle you're driving up blood flow to the muscle at the same time you're increasing blood pressure within those vessels that are perfusing the muscle and that increase in blood pressure tends to drive fluid out of the vasculature, out of the blood vessels, into the surrounding tissue, which is the muscle in this case. Okay. And so the muscles swell with this uh, with this fluid, and then it goes away over time. So you know right. if you're working out at the gym, and you are, you, you'll get that pump. And most anybody that goes to the gym and works out with weights will start to feel that. Mm-hmm. And they come out feeling like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped up. Pumped up right now. Yeah. And then it goes by the time you get home, it's kind of gone. So, right. But it's like an endorphin. And that's what I was going to ask. Like, I know like I don't pump at all, but I like do Pilates and I hike yeah. mm-hmm. and I feel one million times better well, that's even a, after yeah, well, walking. Yeah, well, that's a, I mean, aerobic exercise has its own kind of feeling that I think is probably different than the pump. Well, I think is different than the pump. Right, because right, it sounds like, like, like for cardio stuff, I feel like maybe afterwards or like towards the tail end, I start to feel a lot better mentally. Yeah. Um, and that kind of stays with me for a while, but with, Same. with weightlifting, Changes and the it sounds like my whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. For sure. And there's a lot of evidence out there that it does do that. And, yeah. but with weights, yeah. it sounds like it's, uh, you know, it's like the crack of this, you know, uh, physiological like uh, experience, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's describing it like it's happening to me right now as I'm doing it. Right. Right. So is there a, like a correlation there with, I don't know, adrenaline or some sort of like it, chemical it probably has to do a little bit with adrenaline, but you know, even when you do aerobic exercise, you get an adrenaline, you know, yeah. increase right. as well. There's just something, I mean, what, what he's describing is the, that feeling he gets from the effects of his muscles being expanded by fluid, you know, uh, you know, volume distribution changes in the, in the tissues and he gets information. There's, you know, there are receptors in your muscles that are sending information to your brain. So he's probably getting that feeling. Aerobic exercise does something a bit differently. And mm-hmm. when you go out and you exercise, hiking, running, swimming, cycling, and you do that for 45 minutes or longer, you are really changing the way your brain is is operating and, and, and functioning. And so there's a lot of evidence now that if you go out for aerobic exercise in, in the morning, uh, it 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 you're you're better cognitively throughout the day. Yep. Yeah. You know you you just think better. Your you, your brain functions better. So I always think of aerobic exercise as really having a huge benefit on the brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, lifting weights I think is important mm-hmm. just to maintain some sort of strength and quality of life. Yeah. Uh, but it's I don't think it has as in fact there's evidence out there it doesn't have as much impact on brain function. Second tier. Yeah. What if you're doing the you know high intensity weight training where it's yeah, like you're moving from yeah. exercise to exercise, keeping your heart rate up for yeah. 45 minutes, and that's still cardio. Yeah. That's why I'm that's cardio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So I think, you know, I think the combination of cardio and weight training is, is the ideal. That's the key. Yeah. Okay. And in fact, people that they, there's a study on just weightlift, people did just bodybuilding, just weightlifting without a lot of, you know, they always do some cardio, but yeah, primary focus on weightlifting. And it just came out two years ago from the American Society of Urology at a meeting there. And it showed that uh, bodybuilders had a 34% higher uh, chance of, of um, death from cardiovascular uh, issues Whoa. compared to the normal population. And that might be from this excessive pressures that are generated during heavy weightlifting. Wow. But weightlifting, but I want to make sure that people understand weightlifting, just normal weightlifting. Right. It's very good for you. Okay. It's very good. So it's you. just this. I mean, that was what I was extra. asking earlier. Like, this is this looks dangerous. Yeah. Like we're learning now that football is is causing mm-hmm. dementia in right. people's forties and concussions. Like, yeah. Obvi- obviously, again, not a doctor, but yeah. yes, of course. Right. You think you're gonna sh- you're not gonna scramble your eggs? You're shaking your brain yeah. for your entire life. Right. And with this, it's like there has to be mm-hmm. that amount of pressure on like your. Ugh, right, makes- you know, your normal pressure is like 120 over 60, mm-hmm. right? This top pressure is called systolic, the bottom pressure is called diastolic. 120 over 60, there's a, a study a few years ago looking at bodybuilders, and they get pressures as high as 325, <gasps> 325 over 240. Oh, gross. During, that's what it looks like. <laughs> during yep. during during the actual lift, during the deadlift, or during, you know, the... Damn. So, so those pressures, I would just assume that those kinds of pressures aren't good for you over the long term. <laughs> mm-hmm. But again... You know, a certain amount of weightlifting, two days a week, three days a week. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be doing it, and particularly after 50 years of age, because I was talking earlier about sarcopenia. Okay. That's the loss of muscle mass with age. So once you start to age, oh. you're losing muscle mass. So how do you change that? Just do a little bit of resistance training, everybody, men and women, and that mm-hmm. will reduce their loss of muscle mass as they get older. Huh. And if you have more muscle mass as you get older, you have a better quality of life. You can walk around more. You can lift things. You can sit up and down from a chair yeah. easily. So it's a, you know, a, a resistance training should be part of a regular exercise regime for everybody and particularly for people as they get older. What falls under the umbrella of resistance training? Like Pilates? Anything where like you are, con- like what I'm re- everything where you're contracting muscle against some load, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do that, you know, and you could uh, resistance training. I can just do an isometric exercise, just right. this right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting tension on the muscle because one of the factors that is driving you know, the, the, the uh, balance of, of, of muscle mass is tension, mm-hmm. and lo- and, which includes the load on the muscle, and how many times you expose mm. the muscle to that, and then how often you do that, right? So gotcha. if you do isometric training, uh, uh, that's good. Uh, Anything. Weights, resistance bands, right. Right. push-ups, and pull-ups. Also, and always do concentric and eccentric contractions so uh concentric is if i have a bicep if i'm doing my biceps i lift my arm up towards my body that's concentric and then i let it down mm-hmm. and you let it down slowly oh let fascinating it down slowly, so you're not guys. just lifting right. up and then so going you down go to the gym right. you see these people like lifting and they drop the weight really quickly you're like yeah, just it. <laughs> oh my God, bunch of doing? schmucks right? exactly so <laughs> so scientific <laughs> drives you nuts so there you is know. A, there's a lot of evidence that concentric yeah. And eccentric contraction, shortening the muscle and then letting the muscle lengthen with, with tension slowly mm-hmm. induces a much greater hypertrophic response than just mm-hmm. concentric alone. And then you can get some hypertrophies. 
hypertrophic. Oh, that's weird. Uh, there's really an Ethan shaped hole in the wall. Yeah. He <laughs> ran away and he's never coming back. <laughs> the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> See, ya. See you guys later. Um, okay, great. We we're f- over time now, but I I mean there was a couple other things. I, oh, it's fine. We can cut out all the stuff you said. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Just, just have you guys stuff. have yep. the whole thing. Um, I just wanted to say I was I was curious if this was like. Schwarzenegger's breakout role if people had known about Schwarzenegger before and so there was two roles that he had before this one I don't know if you guys know about this he was in a movie called The Long Goodbye as a deaf mute mob hitman in 73 wow. uh, which I have not seen and then there was a more significant part he played in Stay Hungry in 76, which is technically after this film, which was in 75, oh, right. um, where the trailer, it's it's a movie with, um, ugh, now I'm forgetting this guy's name. What's the guy's name? Uh, Big Lebowski and Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. So there's a very young Jeff Bridges, 1976 Jeff Bridges oh, in Stay wow. Hungry, uh, Sally Fields. And this movie looks crazy. I have not seen it, but the trailer looks insane. And Schwarzenegger's in it. Uh, and it seems like a pretty decent amount. So uh, and he uh, won the Golden Globe Award for New Star of the Year. Actor. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So I think everybody should uh, probably check out Stay Hungry. And so you're telling me they made this doc in 75. It came. It took two years to edit this masterpiece? There was some sort of post-production hell that this doc went through. I don't know exactly what happened. I know that it was like Almost about... Almost didn't come out. It was, yeah, it was about somebody else that was like working out at Gold's Gym in Venice. And then like somehow he was like training Schwarzenegger or like training at the same time or something. And then this they had some problems with him. And then it just became, let's follow Schwarzenegger. And then Schwarzenegger took over and he was like, I will help you make this movie happen. And so I think that's why. And I and I'm that's why I'm also I've heard some things on the internet about how he said some of this more controversial stuff on purpose so that the movie would do better. And again, okay. now that we know about his mental not manipulation, right. but the way that he's psychologically working people. Yes. That it makes, makes sense. sense. It does make sense. Yeah. But then again it's like maybe some of this is based in reality. Like I read yeah. people, people said there's a, there's a weird line in the movie where he talks about his dad's funeral. Oh, and, and then he, he was says, just like, didn't go back, didn't care, forgot about it. Right. Yeah. I'm right. focused on my training. It was two months before right. an event. And so there was, he claimed after the movie came out that he actually did go to his dad's funeral and that this was just something he wanted to spice up. He wanted to be the villain of the movie. You know, he wanted to be the champion that's out for blood. Um, but then there was also reports that he didn't go. Right. And so I didn't know what was true. If you guys know, let I, me know, send an email. Uh, but anyway, so just some little facts there. Uh, I'll let you guys know in the future if I ever watch this movie, Stay Hungry, which uh, seems to be really, really weird. Um <laughs> Down. Jackie, got something you wanted to tell the, the good people about? The good people. Um, yeah, watch Glow Season 3, August 9th uh, on Netflix. Follow me on Instagram at Jackie Tone, J-A-C-K-I-E-T-O-H-N. Stay tuned for my Amazon cartoon in 2020. Oh, yeah. Very excited about that. Oh, goody. It's Little Bird singing. It's Little Bird singing. Uh, you can't get enough. Dr. James Hicks. Uh, What's I a, up? I had a paper in PLOS One Biology we two go. weeks ago, but oh, oh. of course nobody's going to read that. But, anyway, so, but it doesn't matter. Uh, just <laughs> it does a plug, matter. Putting a plug out there. So I'm putting the plug out there. Of course it matters. Out there. All right. So, What's that called? PLOS One. Oh, biology? PLOS One. PLOS One. That's the name of the journal. PLOS One Biology. Got it. So PLOS One Biology. A couple weeks ago. Uh, okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Can't wait to read it. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll let you know what I think of it. All right. Yep. That's it. People. What about class? Are you teaching some classes? Uh, quarters ending, finals week this week. Okay, big week. That's why I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> Ignoring work. <laughs> and uh, then the summer break. 
Great. Okay. Well, I hope you have a good summer. Thank you. I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you both soon. Hooray! Uh, I had a great time, and uh, see you next time. That was Thank quick. You. Bye, Thanks everybody. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and EJ Gullett, and the executive Pomp Dusa is Brett Kushner. A special thanks to Lucas Bollinger for engineering this session and editing the episode with me. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That is at Bad Science Show for behind the scenes pics and to see what films are coming next and such and such and such. Send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. Let us know what films you'd like to hear about next. And if you're really feeling super kind, if you're in a great mood today, you can leave us an iTunes review. That lets other people hear about the show, which I really appreciate. Um, Okay, we will see you next week where we will be talking about Waterworld. Bye-bye.